That was the uh, great Chili Whack. One of the strangest names in music. But a really cool song. Right? That was a super cool song. 
My Girl, the bum, 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 bum song or something like that. Chili Whack, a band out of Vancouver, which actually started in 1966 as a psychedelic folk rock band. Wrap your head around that. And through a number of iterations, um, became, well, that band that you saw in 1983. And by the way, uh, Chili Whack, that song is classified as Yacht Rock. That's right. They actually play it on the uh, Sirius uh, Yacht Rock station, 311 on your dial. Although there are questionable tunes on that Yacht Rock station. I don't think Fleetwood Mac is Yacht Rock or the Eagles for that matter. Even the best of my love. I don't, I, I just don't like the Eagles. There's a song or two I like by the Eagles. I just, yeah, it's one of those bands, you know, all their songs, you know, they're all, they're played on the radio all the time. And they were, I saw them live one time, high in mushrooms and they disgusted me. And ever since then, I could never really listen to the Eagles the same way. They're not yacht. But Chili Whack, on the other hand, that is pretty much a yacht classic. Now, there are detractors of the genre. I understand it. I get where you're coming from. But to say that this is not serious musicianship, well, you might be slightly misguided at times by the... Uh, by the musicianship of some of these songs. So I'm going to go back to this video here and I'm going to, I'm going to put up a comment. This is a, a pretty interesting comment that shows you that some of these guys knew what they were doing just in terms of music. Now I am not a math muso guy and musicians are, so they appreciate stuff like this. I'm, 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 I'm referencing this for you. So this is a comment from four years ago in the video, Noel Kearns. That modulation at 240 is one of the, is the best in the history of popular music. That's when they're playing, 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 playing. And all of a sudden they just go straight through the roof with the stratospheric vocals and everything just goes vertical right in that song. The chords they hit with the vocals are gorgeous. So let's look at the replies. And they are gorgeous, actually. Indeed, beautiful way to go down a fifth. Descending EB minor triad root motion <clears throat> with major triads in every fifth degree. Echoes of the Beach Boys. Now, how can you not respect a track that tries to accomplish something very difficult Two thirds of the way through, <clears throat> kind of a you know a groovy, funky little little pop tune about his girlfriend leaving him. But this guy says, "Wow, they didn't do that, but I'm glad they did." Okay, so maybe they didn't do it, but it's pretty pretty impressive. I always thought it was a key change, but modulation sounds so much better. Good catch. I didn't know that was my modulation. I need to go back and study my theory. Mind blowing transitional cadence. Worthy of Beethoven leads to fantastic out chorus too. Goosebumps every time. Agree, that was awesome. And 
in the final comment here yesterday, we Todd Rundgren ask. So while I'm not necessarily here to defend the genre, some people knew what the fuck they were doing and were challenging conventions inside of a traditional tomb. <clears throat> so there you go, a little chilly. I remember as a kid going through record, you know, the record bins, and I remember seeing the the an album or two for Chili Whack. And I thought, what the fuck is this? What, what that's a stupid fucking name. Chili, chili who's gonna buy this record? Chili Whack. And it wasn't until I lived in Seattle when I went to Vancouver a couple of times and noticed signs on the highway for once I crossed over into BC that there was a place called Chili Whack. Like, okay, interesting. That's the name of the band. But the band is not from Chili Whack. The band is actually from Vancouver. Go figure. Anyway, Chili Whack, uh, my girl, a yacht classic. And as you can, um, as you can see, that uh, I am, uh, I am here on the yacht of the bay. Looks pretty lovely, isn't? Doesn't it? All right, um, a lot has happened since Sunday night, as always. As always, Sunday night kind of kicked things off. We looked at the uh, massive selling, which we're still in. And just by coincidence, Nancy Pelosi looks like she's headed towards Taiwan. I just, I, I look, there's a part of me that completely understands it, right? The part of me that can't have a conversation with most normies. That's the part of me that understands. I like. I, I understand why this is happening now. Um, but then the normie part of me is like, why the fuck is this happening? Because it's ridiculous. Like, what is she accomplishing by going to Taiwan that she can't just do a fucking Zoom call on? You know what I mean? Like, what are they going to take her to? the best Taiwanese restaurants show her the secret underground bases in Taiwan or whatever. I, I don't get it. It's like, why the rush to all of a sudden, Oh, I'm going to go to Taiwan to show solidarity, I guess, for the Taiwanese people. And that's the best we can send. But then you look through the list of who's available. And you're like, Holy crap. It's not that impressive. Maybe the only guy that I would send might be uh, <clears throat> maybe Lloyd Austin, right? Although he's a traitor. He's the guy that they brought in to basically run the military uh, coming in from the uh, private sector. What was he? Uh, was he Rand? I always forget. He's one, you know, either Rand or Dynacorp or one of those fucking companies that specialize in arms and, you know, death and blowing people up and all that shit. Send him there. Or uh, send, send the tranny Commodore. Send the tranny Commodore. That would be great. Rachel Levine, send, send Commodore Rachel over to Taiwan. Blow the plan up. Who cares? Uh, is Nancy Pelosi even on the plane? I mean, you know, that's a whole other thing, right? We live in this world where everything has 
a simulacra, a double, or even a triple. Uh, and I'll give you a really weird example of this that just crossed my screen today. Please don't let me forget this. I want to go back to this idea that there's this like weird simulacrum thing going on, whether it's intentional or non-intentional on the planet. Now I'm going to show, I'm going to show you why it's a very weird, obscure example, but, it, but, it, but like it's something's in the water. Like there's this kind of replication of process and form that's out there. That's really weird. Right. But Nancy Pelosi, we don't even know if she's on the plane. She could be, it could be a fake plane. I mean, all this is just rife with speculation. And none of it is really good, to be honest with you. None of it's really good. I mean, this could kickstart a major war. And we talked about this on Sunday night and, and the idea that the dam is getting ready to break with COVID world. It's getting ready to break. You have too many people who are experiencing horrific symptoms. You have doctors who are dropping light flies. I played the, uh, the video. I think on Sunday night of the doctor from uh, Australia who went ballistic, right? So a lot of this stuff is starting to, it's like the Hoover Dam, it's like the starting to crack. Uh, not the Hoover, that the Hoover Dam is cracking, but uh, there's a metaphor in there somewhere. So what are they gonna have to do? They're gonna have to concoct something bigger, which I've talked about, to help people lose the plot. And potentially this is what we're looking at. Simultaneously, you know, the house has passed the, this assault bans, ban, this, they've been working on this thing for a long time and they finally pass it because they have the numbers. They think they have the public opinion and they're going to run it into the Senate. And typically the Senate has killed this thing. You think the Senate's going to kill it now? I don't think so. It's like there's like you know the, what the deadlock or something with the Senate like leaning into the what you got cinema and mansion who are these holdouts and what do you think they're going to do? Well, they'll hold out until they get whatever it is they want, either personally or theoretically some kind of perk for their their state, right? They'll do they'll do something like that. So if that if that passes, and by the way, that's a Uranus Mars true node moment here, like Mars being guns, self-defense, Uranus being a radical change. That's how it that's how it works. Part partially, theoretically, we can extend it out that far. Then what happens? There's a whole list of weapons on there that aren't just your typical AR-15. They're going to turn every state into California or try to. Like those, it'll be reminiscent of California gun laws. And what do you think Americans are going to do about that? Most Americans aren't going to give up their guns. They're just not. They may try to do some buyback programs. I think they did that recently in Houston. I think they're offering like, what, $500 a gun or $1,500 a gun. And people are bringing in their shit guns. They're just like, oh yeah, here, take this. Like the firing pins are gone, all this, you know, all this crap. They're just crap guns. It's like they're giving away their they're getting there's no way that they'd be able to get fifteen hundred dollars for a piece of trash that is no longer working. 
what are they going to do with that $1,500? They're going to go out and go buy a better gun. It's like stupid. But that's what they did in Houston. And they'll, they'll try to do the gun buybacks. And they'll give people a period of time, like a grace period. And then after that grace period, they're going to go in. And they're going to try to do everything in their power to remove the guns from people. Because what's coming is ultimately, the, again, we're, we're looking at their script. Okay, we're... We're looking at their script and what's coming is a bunch of pissed off people who are loaded to the teeth. And there's pros and cons to that. Uh, the pros is that it's the one thing that keeps us from having the shit beaten out of us like those Dutch protesters uh, by the cops with their, with their uh, upside the head sticks. Because that wouldn't play here. That just would not play here. That's one, right? And the other is that, you know, they wouldn't mind a bunch of people killing each other. That would save them a lot of time from going out and having to kill a bunch of people and drop all the numbers. They'd be okay with it as long as they're out, out of the way, not part of the crossfire. Yeah, go go have at it. We'll send our pawns out. We'll take a bunch of your pawns out. And that's how, we'll, that's how we'll kick this thing off. And the reason for all of this isn't just COVID. It's people are fucking waking up. They're waking up. This is, this is the new dawn behind me right here. If you can see this, if you're listening to the podcast, welcome to the show. It's uh, 15 minutes of flame. I'm 10 minutes in, 20 minutes in now. Got a little bit of a late start last night today because I got a I got in a little bit late last night. Had a had a lovely social evening last night. It was good. Good to get out and not be in virtual world. Although virtual world, uh, the technological world, still seems to be bedeviling me. So I went to uh, FedEx yesterday because I had to buy. I bought a radiator for my my car and i and, and i told you the radiator story because if you don't take care of your own like parts they'll buy you the most fucking expensive part they don't care if they can find the same part that's you know somewhat less you know if i was going to keep my car for the next i don't know forty thousand miles which i doubt i will my plan is to sell that car hopefully sooner rather than later. I, I'd get the most expensive fucking radiator that I could find because it's an investment, right? But I'm not. So if I find a radiator that's a little bit less, has the same function, I have the car for another 5,000 miles, I'm good. That can be somebody else's issue, you know, 10,000, 15,000 miles down the road. It's not my issue. And the radiator will probably last longer than that anyway. So I have to take this radiator back because I have a special engine, apparently, which I didn't know. It's got all these little fittings for the oil cooler and all these other fucking cooling little doodads on my. I know a little bit about cars. I'm not. I'm not. A, I'm not. A, I'm not a grease monkey, but I'm pretty. I'm okay. So I could take it back. FedEx, and I have a Q code. I actually bought it through Walmart. 
because I because I was looking at the timeline to get my car fixed, and it was the only place where I could get the right radiator in my mind and have it sent on time. So I did it, and they sent it to me. I'd have to go to Walmart. So I picked the it came out. It's like okay, I can't use this radiator. You know, you know the story. Let me return it. So I went to Walmart. I couldn't do it at Walmart because the process had already begun via the Q code. So I couldn't do that. They tried to get into their computer and do this, do that, and they couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. They escalated it. I mean, they, you know, to their credit, the people at Walmart were very helpful. They weren't just mailing it in, but they couldn't do anything. And the reason I went there is because in this town, there's no place to return your FedEx package with the Q code. There's one place you can send things, FedEx. They'll take that. They'll do that but they will not take your Q code. So where do I have to go? I go to, go to Kerrville. That's like a 45 mile drive for me. It's, it burns a lot of gas, okay? So I go to the FedEx center in Kerrville thinking, I got this now. I go in and their fucking computers are down. They're down. They can't, they can't do anything. Their computers are fine. FedEx's computer infrastructure was down. So they couldn't access anything on the FedEx mainframe. They couldn't do it. So I said, I'm not leaving here with this radiator. Okay. I live too far away. I'm not coming back here. That's going to be what, 45, 40, 45. That's, 90, that's 180 miles with two trips just to return this fucking radiator. I'm not going to do it. So the woman behind the counter was cool. I got to tell, I got to say, now this was, this was real service. I said, we're not supposed to do this, but I'm going to do it for you. And I actually sent her the Q code. I sent her my name and my phone number to her personal phone number. And she said, as soon as the system comes back online, I'm going to send this out for you. She sent me two updates last night. The human system is working better than the fucking system system. So the love-hate affair with technology is ongoing right now. I'm assuming that it will find its way back to uh, wherever it needs to go. Where I need to go right now is I need to go into Chataria. We got to have a, like a Chataria song or something. That would be cool. Let's uh, let's, let's check in with you guys. And then we're going to do a little True Him sign shout out. I'm going to change it up today. We're going Chataria first and uh, True Him Science uh, after that. My girl. Is that a cool, cool song? I like that song. All right, let's see what we got here. In the house, we got my man, Ryan. What's going on, brother Ryan? Missed you on Sunday night. Glad to see you're A-OK -okay and back on the scene. There's C.C. Jones. Fantastic. Michael Pafford is here. Good to see you, Michael. Welcome. If you want to track, uh, yes, we're going to look at that. We have the radar. Thanks for reminding me. I appreciate that. Um, 
Miss Nakia's here. Look at Cece. Did Nancy get blowed up yet? Not yet. A lot of people are like saying, come on, just do it. Let's go get it over with. You know, fake blow it up, real blow it up. Let's go. We're tired. We're tired of just like waiting around for the next shoe to drop. Let's go start the fucking war. Let's get it on. There is that sentiment out there, by the way. Sony. What's going on, Sony? Let's see. I suspect something else is going to be seen, which is this is a distraction. Yeah, I mean, so let's let, let's roll them out. I mean, just you know, okay, we got the economy, we've got uh, the the crypto market, the bottom falling out of the crypto market again. We've got uh, the danger to the dollar. We've got all these other things that could be put into place. I mean, I think astrologically we have to look at you know where we are with uh, with Taurus and you know the 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 symbols the elements and the variables that are related to that survival money food guns mars um digital assets hard assets all that true note south note interplay uh legislation that could be another thing with this whole defense spending. It's just, you know, there's there's a whole litany of stuff. I mean, we, we've, we've been going through the refuse spin of postmodernism and the, the, the post-9-11 world for the last two decades, right? So at some point in the shit pile, you're going to run into something, which is, oh, okay, alien invasion, Project Bluebeam, um, crypto market drops, you know, how many, how many possible scenarios could there be? I'm, I'm sure there's maybe one or two. It's like, like, Oh, wow. We didn't fucking think about that one now. Did we like flying Bigfoot? Somebody sent me a link to a flying Bigfoot. Well, you got, you've got the, the cryptids, the pterodactyls who the, apparently they've supposedly seen in West Texas flying people. Like there's been reports of flying people, but flying Bigfoot who saw that coming. So there could be the flying Bigfoot moment. We'll just call that the flying Bigfoot moment from now on. If there's something that just pops and we're not like looking at it or talking about it, we're just going to call it the flying Bigfoot moment. A bottle of Grey Goose. You know, I really don't drink. I, I had last night, I did have what would be the equivalent of, because they were small glasses, one glass of wine with uh, my steak last night, which was a delicious steak, I'll tell you, delicious steak. I did have that. And I think later in the night, they ran out of club soda and I was thirsty. So I had, I had a beer because I was thirsty. It was hot. It's hot here. So I did have that, but generally I don't drink. And I gave up the big drinking long time ago. Uh, Grey Goose is vodka, right? I didn't, I didn't drink vodka very much. I was not, I was not into vodka. When I did drink, uh, my drink, my my drink of choice for quote unquote hard distilled liquor alcohol was tequila, and good tequila, not shitty tequila, but good tequila. 
and gin. I did like gin. I liked gin and tonics. I liked gin martinis. Other than that, not a whole lot. Uh, whiskey made me crazy. Totally made me crazy. Um, scotch was okay, but I, to me, whenever I would drink scotch, I would always kind of go down a couple octaves. The thing about tequila is that you manage to kind of go down, but also go up at the same time. It's a weird phenomenon. Maybe it's the mezcal. JMP, what's going on? Good to see you. Wendy says is here, the beautiful one. Michael, DJMC. Good morning, Michael. Good to see you. Uh, Callie Dane. Hey, Cal is it Callie Dane or Callie Diane? Callie Diane. Hi, Callie Diane. Hey, back at you. Welcome. Yeah, we'll do a little Pelosi, Pelosi track. There's Janine. Hi, Janine. Always good to see your digits, initiales. Uh, Timmy said, I didn't know what to do with my myself yesterday morning. You can always watch a replay. Some replays are, are worthy. Some, they're topical in the moment, but you can move on from them. Um, yeah, I had a client yesterday. What happened here? I'll tell you what happened yesterday. I had a client for Friday morning and uh, I had it on my computer, but I did not have it on my phone calendar. Happens every now and then. I went to my phone, more technology. Went to my phone on Friday. Ah, okay, great. I don't have to do anything until uh, the Friday forecast shows and I bring Russ on. So I have a few hours to myself in the morning, try to get some stuff done or or get nothing done at all and just veg out. And then I realized, oh shit, I had a, I had a client. So I rescheduled for yesterday because it, it's like when that happens, like let's try to get, and I normally don't schedule sessions on Monday, but when that happened, I was like, man, let's get this guy in ASAP. So that was, and he was scheduled for 10 a.m. on Friday. I just flipped him to 10 a.m. on Monday and it worked out fine. Because I, sometimes I need to take Monday off. Anyway, um, I'm glad you're here today, Timothy, and, and um, thanks for thanks for being here. Uh, let's see who else. Kelly B. So I think we have gotten hit with the you know what at our house. We didn't get tested, but people around us did and are positive. Uh, get your uh, get your ivermectin. Get see, get your hydroxychloroquine. Um, zinc is your friend. You guys know the drill, right? If you can do that, you get a better chance of getting through it quickly. JMP said, I haven't heard this song in years, right? Is yacht season over? No, that is considered yacht, by the way. That song is considered yacht. Susie, the sea goddess, checking in all the way from Cali, Hucklebuck 411. Morning to you. Deidre. Or Deirdre. Hey, Deirdre. Good to see you. Good morning. Well, well, for you, it's probably not morning. But glad you're here. Thank you. Thanks for being here. The great Deirdre is here. Deirdre. Deir I'm sorry. Sometimes I fucking suck with the pronunciation of names. Deirdre. Deirdre. Don't want to mess it up. Queen Lisa. We know how to say Queen Lisa. Uh, she's here. Um, let's see. Maybe ahoy, ahoy back. I don't want to type in a word. 
who else do we have? Maurice 100. Good morning, all. On the flying witch here is that flight uh, trader Twitter page. Looks like she's going to land. Yep, we'll check in with that. We'll see where the flying witch is. That's a good call, Maurice. Uh, JMP says, when my mother came to visit, she had a headache and kept asking me to get her COVID test. I refused if it was positive. Uh, she'd be staying for two more weeks. <laughs> that is strategic, Jacqueline. Tondar is here. Good morning, Tondar. Um, Laughing Tiger. Morning, Laughing Tiger. Welcome to the show. Rue 9. WRPM is broadcasting. That's right, brother. Uh, Rue 9 is, uh, he is a guitar geek. He, he has more guitars than anybody I know combined. And that's saying something. That is saying something. Good to see you, Robin. Hope you're doing well. My ex has Robert's shirt. Oh, that's funny. Really? You know where I got this shirt? I got this shirt at a thrift store. A long time ago, the colors have held up, right? And it's kind of a timeless shirt. It's not quite a Hawaiian shirt because it doesn't have that long Hawaiian thing going on. But uh, I think I might have paid like $2 for this shirt. And to this day, it, I can still wear it. And it's kind of representative of the scene. Your husband has good taste, Jacqueline. Of course, he married you. Uh, I see relief above after the 15th from my life. Not the same. What's crazy is the animals feel this energy too. They do, don't they? The animals are very, very uh, sensitive. Very sensitive. I hope that Nancy has some strong sunblock. Oh, God. So we're getting, uh, we're getting updates here. Uh, China deploys nuclear. Yeah, they 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 put a bunch of weapons on a beach and everything. That's like this a big. It's a big show. It's a really big show. Today, I think the conjunction, the stellium, is at its height. And after tomorrow, Mars begins to separate. Scrubbies, checking in momentarily, doing a little name call, name checking. There, good to see you. Good morning, Tamara. Um, let's see. Who else do we have here? Anybody else? 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 Too bad it's not Kamala. We'll talk about Kamala. We will talk. I've been thinking about Sunday Night Show and how it's a sign for Kamala. Um. Tondar has a really good point here. I'm going to talk about this. This is really interesting. The real play is to trade away Taiwan for the removal of all Chinese interference in our government and to end the fentanyl trade. That's a really interesting suggestion. But if I was China, you know what I'd say? I'd say, fuck no. 
Like, I think that's fair, even though we're basically playing Great Britain, uh, giving uh, mandate Palestine to the nation state of Israel, which hadn't formed yet. All of that, of course, being a byproduct of World War I, defeating the Ottoman Empire, the Ottoman Empire suffering the loss of territories as a result of that, becoming Turkey, and that area that they had lost in the um, Treaty of Versailles and everything that fell out from it became Mandate Palestine. I didn't have a, I, I, I didn't have a good, like, I, I don't like that deal because of how it turned out. And so I look at that deal and that we're basically playing the role of England. Yeah, you can have it. Go ahead. Just keep the drugs out of our, our country. So the pros of that is that if they, if China actually held, upheld their end of the agreement, that might be a good thing. The downside is that I don't think they would. And if you're somebody in Taiwan, you're like, fuck, what's going on here? You're abandoning us. Now we got to deal with these guys and, you know, their creepy social credit score and all this other shit. It's an interesting proposal. It's an interesting proposal. And I guess if you're a leader of a country, which we don't have right now, I don't think we have either, then you would say, okay, we're going we're gonna to do this. We're going to make the sacrifice. And we're going to take about two years, three years, three years, nice little cycle, three years. Take care of people, get them back on their feet. And then in three years, we'll take Taiwan back. Have a plan, right? Have a plan. That's what I would do. My plan. I don't know how you take it back, but that's what I would do. Because I, I think it would be difficult for the Taiwanese people. But would it lead to a type of um, holistic isolationism? that I do think the country really needs? I think the answer to that would be yes. So not a bad idea, Tondar. Um, let's see, who else do we have? Diversion. It, it's, a, it's a diversion, but what is it diverting to, right? What's it diverting to? I mean, we, we all, we've been playing, you know, we've been in this sandbox for a while now. And a lot of you guys are really good at spotting what's behind the thing that's behind the thing. But what's, what's that thing? If it's a diversion, what's that thing? I'll say what I think it is. I, th I think it has to do with trying to kill Yacht Rock. That's what I think. I think ultimately Pelosi will wind up on a yacht. They'll, they'll fucking bomb the yacht. And then everything that's associated with Yacht Rock from that point forward will be disregarded. It's kind of like the, you know, the, uh, the uh, Crimo kid, Robert Crimo. Um, for every 4th of July will be Bobby Crimo Day now. It's the Yacht Rock conspiracy. And I'm sure Robin would love that. Chris and Steve scheduled to come back on Friday. Looking forward to that. Jacinda, you mean Jack? Jack Arden. Yeah, Jack Arden. 
I never wanted to punch a woman in, in the mouth. So it's the mouth, right? It is. She's got the big fucking mouth. We're talking about Jacinda Arden now, Jack Arden. She makes Pelosi's horse face look positively, you know, um, cosmopolitan-esque. You want to talk about a horse face. Jack Arden's got a horse face. Yeah, I mean, she's got one of those faces that you just, you, you, you'd love to dislodge a few teeth. And, and especially when she starts talking about, well, the only people you're supposed to trust is us. Don't trust anything else. Don't worry, we'll take care of you. Right. Um, Paolo Freire via James Lindsay. Well, that'll be a good talk. We, we can talk about Paolo Freire and how everything is baked. And I've, so Steve and Chris, I've, I've watched those videos. I've watched all of Lindsay's Paolo Freire videos and we'll have a good discussion about it. Um, let's see. Who else do we have? Pelosi landing any minute now. Hey, Lionsgate. Today is the Lionsgate. Speaking of lions, I'm going to talk about David Palmer here in a minute. Song should be the tune of Hail, Hail, Fredonia. Maybe Hope can write us a song. I think Hope got bounced from the competition. This is the competition Lisa's in. Should we give Lisa some love here? Let's not forget to vote for Lisa. Where's her uh, thing? in here somewhere i got all these little notes to myself one of which is lisa's la bliss where is she currently first look at that our girl's a winner we stake winners here we stake winners here right there currently first in their group two days left let's 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 pull our energy together and uh, give our uh, little Capricorn songstress a boost to the next level. Way to go, Lisa. Yeah, you know, what's interesting about this. You know, Hope came to the event two years ago. And I love Hope. And she's very, very talented. Speaking of Yacht, she's got an interview with her and Al Stewart who is considered yacht. I love that song. The year of the cat. I, I think that's a great song. And there's that lyric. Her dress was like a watercolor running in the rain. Oh my God. That is a fucking lyric, right? That is a lyric. His arrangements are so good and his voice doesn't modulate very much, but it's right at the right Right level. Al Stewart is almost always at the right level. Um, on the border is another Kraken. That's a Kraken tune by Al Stewart. Anyway, Hope named her group Hope and the Russians. This is before the war. Whatever, whatever's going on there. Right. Whatever's going on with the war there. Whatever that is. It's another big, you know. Remember back in the day, maybe some of you don't, but Chris and Steve do. JMP does. When we were young, we'd watch the fucking Vietnam War on TV every night. And even the opening salvos of the Iraq War 
Gulf War One, there were a lot of people embedded. We don't see shit from Ukraine and Russia, right? It's like that used to be, as the French would say, there we We'd see this stuff. We don't see it anymore. Anyway, Hope named her group Hope and the Russians. And I kind of called her on that a little bit, just a little bit. I, it was it was a it was a friendly poke. I'm like, maybe you should change the name of your band to Hope and the Ukrainians. You might get some more votes. You might you might just rock it right up this thing. Wear blue and yellow dress. I mean, come on now. Virtue signal the fuck out of this and get on stage. Isn't that the way of the world? But to Cope's credit, she honored the members of her band who are, were all born in Russia. Hence, Hope and the Russians. But she is trying to come up with a new band name now. So if you have any suggestions for Hope's new band name, leave them in chat. Maybe she'll pick up on them. Anyway, Hope, better luck next year. We'll jump on your bandwagon. I didn't know you were part of the experience. I knew Lisa was. She's a Capricorn. She's ambitious. She wants to climb that mountain. And uh, we're going to climb it with her so that Chataria gets a shout out and then we get $1,000 to uh, add to our event. How's that sound? I think it's I think it's a worthwhile deal. All right, quickly, let's talk about some true hemp science here um, just so I can uh, give my man Chris his flowers. You know how they say that now? Flowers. Oh, he's going to get us. When the fuck did this happen? It's like this, this is a, a, a term for an accolade. So let's say uh, when, when uh, Steve Krimi's book comes out, we would say we, we, you know, we give him praise, you know, you know, maybe um, some critics would read it and just, you know, wax poetically. That's like him getting his flowers. This is a phrase that kids use, especially when it comes to sports and you get an award where somebody um, gets recognition or achievement. It's called getting flowers. You know who gets flowers? Women and horses. Women get flowers and horses get flowers. When a horse wins a race, they get flowers. Like, I never brought a man flowers. I'm sorry. Maybe I need to think outside the box a little bit, but I've never I've never bought a man flowers. I got to give Chris his flowers, though, as the kids say. True Hemp Science. Let's take a quick look here at the uh, webpage because it's so relaxing. First, we'll go to my webpage. Right there, there's a True Hemp Science webpage. And from there, we're going to check into truehempscience.com backslash ref backslash 23. I can't tell you how many accolades, flowers I've received about Chris's products. Right there, isn't that a beautiful landing page? Just takes you right in to that calm place. The whole idea here is if you get $100 of Chris's products, whether it's the gummies, whether it's any one of the varieties of CBD that he sells. And um, he's got some other products too. His uh, fulvic acid uh, uh, is great. Uh, he's got a, an MMS variant as well. 
So he's got he's got some goodies. So you get hundred dollars worth of that stuff. You get some more goodies thrown in. Hundred and fifty dollars. You get free shipping. Just type in one five M I N S as part of the code. Just go to truehamscience.com backslash ref R E backslash twenty three, and that gets you in there. It shows them you're part of Chataria, and sets the whole thing in process. Okay. All right, before we do a Nancy tracker, I got to show you something really, really funny. This is funny. Okay, let me do this. Uh, they'll get on to the, to the really um, important and serious stuff. Uh, oh, you know what? I got to do it. Here we go. So, friend of the show, David Palmer, has this new show <laughs> called Spiritual Daddy. And it's basically him and Brian, uh, Fixed Air. That's, that's what he goes by on Twitter. Brian's, I've talked to Brian. We did a little, little astrology thing one time. He's a good guy. Lives up in uh, Gold Country, California. Although he spent a lot of time down in David's neck of the woods. So I'm wondering if he might have moved down there. Anyway, it's David and Brian. And they're talking about uh, men, women, mostly women. Uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a guy show talking about women. Guys talking about chicks. And uh, being uh, very uh, confessional and honest at times. Okay. So just just pin that, right? Just pin that right there. And, and just pin what David looks like. Of course, he's, he's, the, he's the Leo king, right? All right. So today, I was going through my feed, or my feed was going through me. And, and I saw... <laughs> I saw this show and it's, it's called pardon my take. And it is a show where dudes talk about, talk about women. Like it's, it, this is a, this is a thing now. Okay. It's a thing. Right, let me show you the guy who's the, the host of the show. If David, if David heard this, he might kill me. Okay, so look at this guy. He's not a dead ringer for David, but if if you didn't know David, you didn't know this guy, and you said they were related, you you might buy it, right? Like he could be a heavier set version of David, right? So they get on here and they, you know what I mean? Can you see that? This is Arian Foster. So they, this is a new thing now. Guys are talking about women. Arian Foster used to play pro football. And back when I played fantasy football, you, know, you have to have a name for your team. Right? 
So he was a very productive player. For He was the top running back in the NFL for about three years, maybe four on the outside. That's about the most that running backs can really. It's a brutal position. You're getting hit all the time. But he was very good. He was um, not drafted very high. Like, this is a guy that excelled over, above and beyond what people thought he was capable of. And he excelled in other ways, too, because he admitted that he's had sex with close to over a 1,000 women. But that's not what I'm talking about. So I had this fantasy football team, and he, he was I drafted him. It was a long time ago. I think around what, 2013, nine years ago, when I still played – I don't play fantasy football anymore. But I named my, my team Aryan Nation, and I used his, the, the spelling of his name, Aryan a A R I A N. I used to love doing shit like that. Anyway, so he's on this show and he's talking about, you know, guy and chick stuff, right? But this guy is the this guy, where is he? Where is he? He's right there. This guy's the ringleader. David Palmer's uh pudgy, pudgy brother, pudgy younger brother. Do you know what his name is? This is what he goes by. I swear to God. His name is Big Cat. That, that's, that's the name he goes by. Big Cat. So we have the Leo King, which is the Big Cat, right? And then we have this guy named Big Cat. And now they're both doing shows about men, women, sex, talking shit. I'm like, this is the part of the Samalakra that I was talking about. And I know that they don't even know each other. They don't even know each other exists. They know the shows exist. But I do. I just think I, guys on chicks, right? That's what that's what the show's about. What what what's David doing with spiritual daddy? Guys on chicks. He even kind of looks like him a little bit. Like he's got a few more beers in him than David does. David doesn't drink. Anyway, just a little, you know, a, a little, a little side road, a little frontage road journey uh, on the uh, expressway to doom. No, it's not doom. I, there's plenty to live for. There's a lot to live for, especially when I'm on my yacht and thinking fondly of the rest of you. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Not really. Um, I am kidding. I, I have to keep doing that. Just turn things inside out like that. Okay. Let's talk about, let's, let's get into Nancy. Oh, there's something else I wanted to show you before that. I'm trying to put off the Nancy Pelosi thing for as long as possible. As long as possible. But we're going to get there. I promise. So there's this other video that I saw and we were talking about this last night. Um, Emily has a new show, John Brisson. We were talking about this last night over, over uh, dinner. It's one of those, one of those warm and fuzzy dinner topics that we tend to talk about here in Texas and it's uh, shooting other people. And I've been noticing a trend where people have had enough 
Like, like okay. So let's 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 just put this here, put this here. So we have this shit going on in Congress, Senate, all this Congress right now, the 2A bullshit, you know, and, and these stage little slap theaters that they use in order to move legislation along. There's that, right? At the same time, over here, I'm watching a lot more videos of people like, hey, fuck you. You come in here and you cross this line and your life is in jeopardy. That's happening. So we're seeing these two things happening simultaneously, right? Because there have been two years of just groups of people shitting on Americans. Not just Americans, like it's a global thing, but two groups of people shitting on Americans. And Americans have finally said enough. Now, they're not taking their guns down to uh, the state house or anything like that. But, and this is what I've, I've talked about, when the threat comes to your door and crosses the threshold of your door, whatever that door is, whether it's your home, whether it's your person, what, and you know, six feet is your person, right? After six feet, your, your heart wave begins to dissipate. That's why they pick six feet. Your business, when the threat crosses the threshold, people have said enough. So I'm going to play you a video here of that happening. It's actually pretty funny. If, if somebody being shot is funny, this is funny. Okay, so let me do this. I'm going to make sure my, my volume is in. It is. I'll set the stage for you. Uh, this event took place in like a convenience store, liquor store, mostly liquor by the, by the looks of it. Get plenty of booze there. Uh, in Norco, California. For the uninitiated, you can smell Norco miles away as you approach it. Uh, it is a cattle town. In Southern California, out, outside north, kind of north east of LA. And you have to go through Norco to get to Big Bear. I know this because I've done that a couple times. And you can smell Norco as you approach it. It is it is a, a, a town that reeks of cow shit. And I think the most famous, what would you call them? A, a Norcolite? Norcoian is Toby Gerhardt, who I believe finished second in the Heisman Trophy voting when he played running back for uh, Stanford. You can just tell he's a Norco kid. He ran he ran the football like a Norco kid. Anyway, here we go. This is um, the the liquor store. And the guy with this gun is a dumbass. He's a total dumbass. Watch what happens. Let me let me make this bigger. Fox 11 News providing the exclusive coverage. Now this is out of Ontario, California, which isn't too far from Norco. It's the the big local affiliate that's closest there. I got to put my headphones on cuz I want to hear this. Okay, here we go. Here, here's me. 
A robbery suspect shot and wounded when an employee at a Norco market didn't hesitate to protect his business from a would-be crook. That robbery now under investigation. Let's go live to Gina Silva in Norco with the latest and the age here. By the way, Gina Silva's kind of hot. I'm just having a, tr a true confessional moment. Here is interesting as well, Gina. That's right, Alex Christine. I can tell you that almost everyone in this town is very proud of the way this business owner handled himself. There were four armed robbers and they were parked right here. By the time they went inside, they got the surprise of their lives. It's a shooting the bad guys never saw coming. An 80-year-old man defends his business after all Don't fuck with grandpa. Storm into Norco Market and Liquor. I guess he gets what he deserves, so peace is done. Customers of this longtime Norco business have a lot to say about this armed robbery that ends with the good guy winning the battle. The criminals are in control of everything right now, and the fact that he they turned around and showed him what for, I think it's amazing. Everybody's brazen and thinks that they are owed everything and that they could do whatever they want, and it's not right to do that to people. More businesses should be armed like that and defend their businesses like that. The shooting happened on Sunday at 2.47 a.m. in the 800 block of 6th Street. The owner was standing right here watching all of the action right, on the so security this. camera. This, this guy, is, he's got fucking cameras everywhere. So he can see this moron get out of, that's a BMW, by the way. Brand new, no plates. You know, they may have taken it for a test ride for all I know. Who knows? You got to give up your license to do that. Maybe they stole it. Anyway, he's, they got all these cameras. He sees the guy put on his mask with his gun and then enter the freaking store. All right, let's keep going. As soon as he saw one of those guys pull the mask over his face, he knew trouble was headed his way. He just prepared himself. He prepared himself and he stood right here and he just aimed. He aimed and shot. The owner shot his rifle and hit the robber in the arm. Not a surprise to some customers. You know, I'm not for gun violence, but uh, it, he wasn't the one getting He wasn't the one doing the violence. The people that came in were the ones doing the violence. And that's what we need to understand in our society. When people are doing violence against us, we have the right to protect ourselves. I've seen him a couple of times while I've been here, and honestly, I can kind of expect that from him. He seems like a pretty bad old man. I can tell you there were a lot of people coming in just to support the business and say they're very proud of the way he acted. But, of course, a shooting, uh, you know, of this caliber is very stressful, traumatic. The business owner, who is 80 years old, did have a heart attack right after the shooting. But the good news is that I spoke with him this afternoon. He's doing better, and he will be out of the hospital tonight. And Alex Christine, he is promising to do an interview with us once he settles in. And perhaps on Wednesday, he'll talk to us about this traumatic experience and why he did what he did. Now, as for the, the four suspects, they have been arrested. Three have been arrested. The fourth one, the guy who got shot, is still in the hospital. But once he's released, he will be going to jail. That was my question. What happened to them? Because you heard him. What is going on here? Since when did Mickey Rourke become a...
a a small market anchor woman. <laughs> I don't know what's going on with that woman. All right. That voice a little deep. Just saying. Just saying. I, I figured out why uh, I think Gina is kind of hot. She she reminds me of kind of like a mixed race version of Joan. I think I think that's what it is. That is what it is. This is what I like about this whole thing right here. Let me go back. So the dude is the dude. It like he fucking sets it up, right? Right here, he gets behind this thing, right? He gets he uses this display. Which, for, for if you're listening, the display looks like a bottle, but it's up above the counter and it looks like a bottle, but it also has like some shelving on it. So he sets up behind this thing because he know he knows this moron is coming in. And what does he have? He's got a shotgun. You know that's a shotgun. You can hear it. And at this distance, a shotgun uh, will do significant damage like that's all at this distance that's all you need and you're not going to miss there he is get off my lawn <laughs> right there i know this guy who he's 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 one of the coolest guys his name is jerry He's, you know, full-on Patriot guy. Um, he's older. Jerry's in his 80s. But I love this dude. He's great. And he told me uh, about a time where, where he killed a guy. He killed two guys. He worked for a, a store in Houston. And he was, he, he was the security guy at the store. And these guys were robbing the store. And he tried to stop them as the security guy. Of course, they had guns. These are two separate events now, two separate events. And he killed them both. So, so he was that guy, but a long time ago when he was, when he was much younger. So we, we, we talked about that. He's an, he's such an interesting character. Anyway, this is what I'm talking about. There's this thing going on now and poor dude had a heart. I mean, she's he's 82 years old and he's, he's completely smokes that moron. Uh, and the headline is that he blew his arm off. So what happened is, you know, he, he fired out of a shotgun and the spray of the gun hit him like right here, right? In that distance, it could, it could potentially almost cut your arm right in two. What the, the guy stealing that shit is a moron. So the first thing, somebody who has watched a number of videos of hardened criminals on YouTube the first thing you do in a situation like that, if you're going to do that, and I'm not recommending it, by the way, is you go in and you go in blazing. You start firing. Right? You start firing. You can fire into the ceiling, but you start firing because that disturbs the shit out of people. 
Now, get off my lawn, dad. You know, who knows? That guy, 82 years old, probably Korean vet. Maybe he re-upped in Vietnam. Who knows? Maybe he's just going to be immune to something like that. But usually, that's what you do. You create a ruckus. You know, you, you, you bring the hammer of God into a situation. So you scare the shit out of people. Clearly a dumbass and an office. Because if you're going to, you're going to do that, eventually you're going to get caught. It's already armed robbery. So you're going to, you're going to face the charge of armed robbery. So at that point, you know, you may as well try to get something out of the deal, except for your arm being blown off. Right. Anyway, total amateur hour. And um, I hope the guy recovers and um, whoever owns that liquor store, because he probably doesn't own it. I bet he doesn't own it. But whoever, whoever owns that liquor store, they need to uh, give him a little time off and a little bonus. That's what I would do. But that's what's happening now. I see more and more of these videos where people are like, fuck that. Not happening. You know. Go back and look at the guy with the bodega in New York. He's like, I don't care. You're coming in here. You're threatening me. My life is in danger. And I'm going to protect it, which is what he did. So this is happening now, right? Something is clicking in the collective where the collective is like, you know, nobody's going to take care of us. Or the public, we'll call it the public. I, collective is a weird term. Remember the collective now, I think of communism. It's almost like one of those, one of those words you have to really watch out when you say it's like the collective, the collective. Because we it, communism is collectivism. So we're gonna say the public. The public is fighting back. That's what's happening. All right, I've put it off for as long as we can. Uh, let's find out where Pelosi is. Let's get into. Where's the Speaker of the House? Where's Miss Ice Cream? The Queen of Ice Cream. Live coverage. Let's tap in on the live coverage here. One of the great moments of the 21st century. Big Marcus, Linda Gregory, Mix-a-Lot, this guy's doing a fucking shout out. Okay, come on. You have 4,000 people watching you. Like, what's going on? Maybe you can go back in time. Can we go back? Here we go. So we're going we're gonna to go back in time. Wow. Mike Sando, welcome to uh, Agenda Free TV members. Come on, let's get the let's get the footage. 
flight radar now has a wait time. Some people are having a hard time getting into flight radar. But fortunately, it's, it's, key, it's still working on this end. Gripping, riveting. All right, we'll check back in. Keeping, keep trying to bring you updates. I'm checking all kinds of different sources, seeing if we can find new updates. Let's see what we got here. That's what, now it says, now it says an hour 22. Maybe, well, maybe it's kind of, they seem to be having some issues over there at Flight Radar. Yeah, Flight Radar, their, their site is probably overwhelmed with people watching this momentous event. Can't even search, searches. Oh, there, oh, let's see. I'm clicking on SPAR 19 right now. It's not even loading. Not even loading, see? So there are technical difficulties here? Over here somewhere. I don't see. These are it. all the planes that are in the vicinity. If you're uh, listening to the uh, stream. Military planes. That's for military planes. That's not it. That's a different plane. It's not there. Right. As military ships will show up on a, on a, on a, uh, Marine traffic. I'll I'll look, but I, I I would doubt that you can see all the movements of China's military ships on a marine, on a public marine tracker. Yeah, I think that's doubtful. The government has not said we're going to shoot the plane down. Put it that way. That has not happened. I think so. I think she's on this plane. It says 276, 276, 41 minutes, guys. Altitude is still 30. She's probably drinking up a storm. Blah, 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 all that stuff. I haven't seen anything reliable about any of that stuff. See, lots of unreliable claims floating around. It's not descending according to, yet, according to flight radar, 35,000 space and it's descending flight radar just posted that it is descending which we have been seeing so it is it is approaching flight there it is what a momentous moment for the united states of america and the world as nancy pelosi visits taiwan So the whole thing is just fucking ridiculous. It's just, it's another bread and circus for the people. You know, we have some, some doom porn, uh, but something could come out of it. I mean, the way things have been wired, right? It's like high tension wire. Anything could snap either... Uh, under the pressure of the high tension wire or it's rigged to snap either way, right? They have these events. They're almost like sampling. You can just sample the event, right? Okay. Let's, let's, let's hit the doom sample over here. Let, let, let's hit the um, disaster sample over here. Right. So it's like this dystopian, you know, sampler, and all these events have been programmed into it potentially. And just click that, click that, click that, click that, click that. 
And then what do we have? We, you know, we have this, um, this, this dirge, this uh, post-industrial dirge that's composed of these uh, synthetic samples of our reality. And that's pretty much what's going on, right? And, and, and China, do you think China really gives a fuck about Nancy Pelosi going to Taiwan? No, they don't. They don't care. Nancy, Nancy it's, it's, it's nothing more than being a symbolic event and gesture. China knows exactly what Nancy Pelosi is about because she's on their fucking payroll. That's why. Nancy Pelosi, Dianne Feinstein, you know, all these polls in California, they've been doing business directly and indirectly with China for decades now and getting tons of money. So they know exactly what's going on. They probably were told that this was going to happen months ago. The, the big thing with the international game is that it's all fine and dandy when everybody's going along with the script. And I've talked about this before. It's like mafia families. As long as mafia families go along with the script, they're fine. It's when mafia families decide to go off script, then that's when things have gotten wonky. And it happens because people are greedy. Uh, people are uh, compromised. So that can happen. And so there could be a script. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, well, here's the, you know, the, the, the quadruple cross that's, and it can happen. I'm not saying it will happen, but it can happen because I think we've seen it many times. So they could have the Pelosi script. They know it's happening. They can, you know, draw up a lot of fear and, and uh, pound, pound their chest and think, oh yeah, but we're going to, you know, we're going to blow our plane out of the air. We're going to start World War III. And, it, you know, we're going to take Taiwan. Now, in any other time or day, you know, people would be like, yeah, this is fucking ridiculous. But astrologically, where we are with what's going on with Uranus and Mars and the true note, it's like, ee, you know, there's a thing here. Now, it, again, it could be just a complete distraction, which most things are, by the way. But it could trigger something that is either part of the script or is inadvertent. And we're going to have to see how this thing just plays out, right? We're going to have to see how it plays out. Because it's playing out right now. And she's probably got the, you know, the best booze on Taiwan is available to her. So she'll drink her way through, if she's even there, she'll drink her way through her visit. and. I'm sure she'll have plenty of wonderful things to say when she gets back. So I was looking at this, uh, this bull from Sunday night, which I talked about and coming out of the goodwill games. And I thought to myself, okay, this is interesting. This is the graphic I use for the Sunday night show. And I thought to myself, this is, this is interesting. Why this person, right? Why this person? And I kind of got into it you know, pre, pre-patriarchal, age of Taurus, goddess-based symbolism. I think that's what's going on here. 
But I also looked at the woman. I'm like, okay, well, she does happen to be black. And she is, you know, theoretically taming this beast. And I felt like, who do we know that's like that? The answer isn't Candace Owens. The answer is Kamala Harris. And I felt like in a lot of ways, this is symbolic of Harris. So if you're listening, uh, the image is of this giant mechanical bull, which was built in the city of Birmingham, England, and was part of the opening ceremonies, which is a ritual for the goodwill is it the Commonwealth games track field rhythmic gymnastic dancing, whatever other sports they have. And the opening ceremony, there's all these women forming like a half circle behind the bull, which if you probably drew a line with it would, I think would probably resemble a crescent moon which is a very feminine version of the moon, right? It's a feminine geometrical depiction of the moon. And they're in the background. And originally I thought they looked like the Bulgarian women's choir, but they're not, they're not dressed that nice. They're all dressed in like these oversized potato sacks. They have their hair up and then they're wearing these long sleeve shirts. Like they are long suffering suffragettes. That's who these women are. And they're behind the bull. And this woman who is in front of the bull, who has her illuminated crystal in her left hand, is taming the bull. And I thought to myself, this is very Kamala Harris-esque in some ways. And I feel like this is what's going to happen. And this is probably a good place to bring the yacht into the harbor. I think that we are going to witness a sea change with Harris, uh, Biden and Harris. That's coming. Now, whether it comes later in the year, not too long from now, what are we talking? Uh, August, September, October, November. So Gavin Newsom theoretically would want to be reelected as governor of California because he's running again. And then he could step down and his lieutenant governor would then take over with strict instructions about how the fuck she's supposed to run the state. Because I do think Gavin Newsom would become vice president of the United States. They can't have Kamala Harris as president. She's not going to cut it. She's just not equipped for the job, period. And there are people who have not been equipped for the job. But she makes those people look like fucking Thomas Jefferson. So they'll bring Newsom in and they'll get Harris as the first woman president, the first African-American woman president. So they'll get a twofer with her. They'll sneak Newsom in. He'll kind of run things. And somewhere between 2022 and 2024, Kamala Harris will step down or she won't run, one of the two. But the idea is to get Newsom into place so he can run in 2024 against somebody like Ron DeSantis or 
you know, Trump, if Trump comes back, that that's their plan. That's why Newsom was at the white house two weeks ago. And there could be something with the Pelosi trip that is cover for what's going to happen with, because I think Biden, I think Biden is dead. And I'm not talking about dead, like, you know, Q dead. I think he's dead. And I think that the actor who's been playing Biden uh, is probably not well. And they're, they're running out of warm bodies and they can't CGI him forever. You know, he cannot be a virtual, you know, president, president headroom forever. They're going to have to move on from him. So I feel like this is in the, this is in the making. We're, we're in the transition right now. And people from uh, Kamala's team uh, or Harris's team are leaving right and left, right? They're getting off the boat. And the reason why is because the president has his own staff. She doesn't need her staff anymore. She'll just take on Biden's staff. So I feel like this is part of the subtext of what's going on. It is a sea change with Harris and, and Biden, and they want to have Newsom as close to that seat as possible with as many opportunities to basically have a, a two-year, um, maybe, you know, through either as vice president or even as president, they want they want a, they want a two year run with Gavin Newsom in in the uh, in the public eye, you know, and he's been running ads in Florida and in Texas. Why do you think he's he's running those ads? He's not running those ads for Beto or you know to, in Florida. Hey, you know, come back to California. We miss you. He's trying to build a national profile so that when he's in that place, he's already had media presence, media exposure. People know who he is. Right. So there's this, I think this is really part of the big plan. And this whole thing with Pelosi, again, he's fucking related to her. Right. That's all part of it. So just a little something to kind of gnaw on until we meet again tomorrow. Use your head in order to discern what's real, your heart to say what's possible. I'm Robert Phoenix. Thanks for being here. And I, I will promise you another Yacht Rock Classic when we kick the show off tomorrow. Take care and bye for now.